Buenos dias, Mission Street. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021. We'll let you know what's happening in Argentina for the week, every single week. Big news was the Euro trip. According to the government, the president received significant support from his European counterparts, mostly regarding the ongoing drama over Argentina's sovereign debt. A rich group of government leaders known as the Paris Club is willing to delay a debt payment of 2.4 billion U.S. dollars from Argentina due this month and spare the country from default if it misses the May 31st payment. This comes in the hopes that the country can rework a credit of 45 billion U.S. dollars with the International Monetary Fund. This may not come until after Argentina's midterm elections in November, but the country's dollar bond rose significantly on Monday the 17th after the news. On Friday the 14th, President Fernandez also met with John Kerry, Special Envoy for Climate in the Biden administration. He congratulated Kerry on the U.S.'s return to the Paris Agreement and proposed that the debts of countries committed to environmental policies be lowered, a proposal he had already made to IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva. Unfortunately, something that can't be controlled through diplomacy is rising inflation. According to the National Statistics Bureau, consumer prices rose over 4% last month, and that's not annualized, outpacing private forecasts. Inflation for the first four months of the year now totals 17%. April's rise in consumer prices was led by clothing and transportation costs. The latter was influenced by an increase in the subway fare, as well as rises in the price of vehicles, fuel, and taxi fares. This sustained rise continues to undermine the Fernandez administration's annual target of 29% inflation, which was outlined in the 2021 budget. Another thing that's not going according to plan is the vaccination scheme. With only 2 million people fully vaccinated, the country's progress has been slow, although it's expected to speed up in the coming months. If you have already received a dose, listen closely. The city's health minister, Kiros, said that those who received the Sinopharm shot will get the second dose soon, whereas those who have received the Sputnik V will get it around three months after the first shot. Russian President Vladimir Putin confirmed this week that Argentina will receive regular shipments of the Sputnik V vaccine for its citizens, and the talks are ongoing over the production of a local version of the shot. The city's health minister also stressed that those who receive the COVID shield will have top priority when the batch of AstraZeneca vaccines arrive. And when will that be? Well, according to the national health minister, almost 4 million of the delayed vaccines will arrive late in May. Out of those, more than 800,000 will come via the World Health Organization's COVAX scheme, while the rest will be provided under the framework of the November 2020 contract. Meanwhile, the Buenos Aire City government announced on Friday the 14th that it will begin the final round of COVID-19 vaccinations for priority and at-risk groups, beginning with those aged 55 to 59. That's you. Be sure to sign up on the official website. We'll put the link in the episode's description. That said, Argentina will surpass 70,000 deaths from COVID-19 over the weekend. In total, and last Tuesday, the 18th, represented the worst single-day figure for deaths in confirmed cases since the start of the pandemic, with more than 35,000 infections. Existing restrictions to tackle the spread of the virus are set to expire on the 21st of May, and the Casa Rosada is consulting with experts over its new move. 
for the first time in a long time, City Hall seems to be more or less on the same page as the Buenos Aires provincial government. So we can expect more restrictions to be imposed in these two areas. The rest of the country, things are not looking any better. Santa Fe's province largest city, Rosario, has run out of ICU beds, and nine different provinces have just hit new record numbers of infections, including Cordoba, with more than 4,000 cases in just 24 hours. Speaking of the health system, nurses and healthcare professionals took to the streets last week to demand better wages, improved working conditions, and greater investment in equipment. These demonstrations across the country were organized to coincide with International Nurses Day on the 12th and were fueled by the severe pressure that the second wave of the pandemic is putting on Argentina's health system. On that note, a similar but even worse situation can be seen all across Colombia, where demonstrations against poverty and inequality are ongoing still. The country has been balked by two weeks of social unrest, resulting in 42 deaths and hundreds of injuries as demonstrators clash with police whose heavy-handed responses received international condemnation, Argentina included. With Colombia struggling with civil unrest and Argentina attempting to control the coronavirus pandemic, uncertainty remains over whether the Copa America football tournament will happen at all. Both countries are expected to co-host the tournament And although President Fernandez confirmed that Argentina is ready to do so, members of the opposition are not so convinced. However, a Conmebol representative said on Wednesday the 12th that the body expects the tournament to go ahead as planned, which means that the opening match will be played on the 13th of June. Meanwhile, the government is changing the rules of a different game. On Monday the 17th, Facebook was ordered to suspend its data use policy, which allows the company to collect information from WhatsApp users. The suspension will last at least six months, and according to the resolution published in the official Gazette, it aims to prevent the abuse of a dominant position. More than 76% of mobile phones in Argentina use WhatsApp, which shows the influence that Facebook has in the country. Another influential business is soy, Last week, global soy prices topped $600 per ton for the first time in nine years, probably at least in part because of the lower harvest this year, 127 million tons against 137 million in 2020. This will allow the government to receive a greater income from foreign currency for exports and export taxes. Argentina's other key export, meat, is not enjoying such a glorious period, though. On Monday the 17th, the government announced a suspension of foreign meat sales to get the sector in order, restrict speculative practices, and avoid tax evasion in foreign trade. Meat producers strongly opposed this measure and announced that they will stop selling beef and veal for one week. The consequences of this rushed measure can be darker than it seems. Losses are already estimated at around $250 million and 100,000 jobs are at risk. Similarly, Argentina's largest natural gas transporter, Transportadora de Gas del Sur S.A., will have to face another year of frozen rates and eroding profits. The Argentinian government has prevented energy companies from raising their prices as the country faces inflation of more than 40 percent, causing a loss of earnings of 24 million U.S. dollars in the first quarter. The company's New York-listed shares have plunged nearly 80% since the start of 2018. And speaking of lists, the prestigious tourism magazine Condé Nast Traveler 
released its 2021 hot list of best new restaurants in the world. Included is an Argentinian bar in the top 20, according to the magazine Naranjo Bar, located in the Buenos Aires City's Chacarita neighborhood, offers the best in-class wines as well as organic seasonal dishes with unique ingredients such as porchetta and charred asparagus. There you have it. Tasty recommendation to wrap up the episode. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We want to know about what you love about living in Argentina and what drives you crazy about it. Other Argentina-related stuff you'd like us to know about or want us to include in future episodes, you can write us a review in your preferred podcast platform, and we'd appreciate it. Or send us an email at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos. Thank you.